Making resolutions is a pastime in which we can all indulge but committing to our resolutions is only for the few of us who are serious about being the best we can be. This level of commitment starts with understanding that each of us is a leader and a role model for others. Yes, each of us. The issue is not whether we are leaders and role models. We are. The issue is whether we recognize our responsibility and commit to being the best we can be with everyone, whenever and wherever we engage with other people. Are we the example they should be following? Here are my 20 resolutions to be the best I can be with other people. Whether you choose to join me in any or none of the resolutions is your call. I am only letting you know that I think they will serve me well and am comfortable with having you hold me accountable for following through on each resolution. I resolve to be more positive as I demonstrate my respect for and pleasure with the successes and accomplishments of other people. The key here for me is to respect the achievements of others and actively demonstrate my respect and the pleasure I experience when they do well. Respect in this context includes holding the other person and the action or accomplishment in high esteem, feeling delighted, and actively expressing approval. I resolve to resist the temptation to expect others to always do as well as they sometimes do. I know that is both unreasonable and counterproductive. The unspoken or perhaps spoken message is, you aren't giving it your best effort. You should always do as well as you did before. This applies to a salesperson making an unusually big sale, a scientist making a new discovery, a team winning the big game, and so on but also applies to less consequential events and activities. It's appropriate to expect excellent performance but I know that expecting exceptional or perfect performance every time is a sure way to demoralize and frustrate any person. I resolve to be sure I am not using my position or authority to run roughshod over other people. I know to deal with people and problems directly and assertively. I also know that many people in positions of authority like pointing out that they always place the blame squarely on the person who did not get the job done. This is, from my point of view, a sure sign that the person in authority knows nothing about people. When a job doesn't get done or doesn't get done as well as expected, it's obvious that someone didn't get the job done. It's also frequently easy to see who didn't get it done. At that point, the authority junkie is quick to point a finger. The job didn't get done and you are the one who didn't get it done. Here is the glitch. The authority junkie's approach usually appears to work. The problem doesn't recur. Performance improves. The job gets done the next time. At the same time, people become more cautious, less creative, and more concerned about avoiding the authority junkies ire than in developing better ways to do the job and continuously improving their performance. Good enough becomes the standard, good enough to avoid the pointing finger of the authority junkie. For me, the alternative to blaming and finger pointing needs to be automatic. This is disappointing. You must be at least as frustrated as I am about it. Can we see if we can figure out how to get a better outcome next time? What would help? How can I help? Sure, enough is enough at times, even for me. People need to be held accountable and deal with the consequences of poor performance. For me though, this needs to be a down the road eventuality and never where I start. I resolve to remember that some people have a short fuse, are highly reactive, and are ready to go to war over anything, while other people are tired, frustrated, anxious, stressed, and atypically touchy and contentious. 
Either way, I'll conscientiously manage my interactions, emotions, reactions, and behavior in ways that minimize conflict, animosity, and contentiousness. This doesn't mean that I'll hold back, equivocate, or be reluctant to pursue my point of view, opinion, or expectation. To the contrary, I'm typically assertive, clear, and forthcoming. My point here is that conflicts and disagreements are managed as negotiations and not as arguments and battles. Confrontation and power games are seldom the best choice for resolving friction points and personality clashes. I have far better and more effective tools at hand and am going to focus more on taking care to use them instead of resorting to emotionally charged war games. I resolve to more consistently project a calm, conciliatory demeanor, avoiding any tendency to be harsh or abrasive, even when confronted by animosity or hostility from others. At the same time, I'll do better presenting an aura of firmness, control, and self-confidence. I'll work to be more self-contained, neither intruding into the personal space of others nor permitting others to intrude uninvited into mine, thereby letting me process reality with less interference or emotional clutter. I resolve to quit avoiding dealing with conflict, disagreements, and difficult issues for fear of upsetting someone. That doesn't mean that I'll just start charging ahead insensitively or inconsiderately. It means that I'll be dealing firmly with whatever the issue or concern is while remaining sensitive to the feelings and interests of others. I resolve to take the initiative more and to be less cautious and more willing to take a chance on me. I'll still be cautious but without becoming paralyzed by the potential downside of speaking up or taking action. I'll pursue my goals and interests continuously but incrementally, testing and evaluating my progress. I think this approach will better assure moving toward my goals without exposing myself to unnecessary and avoidable jeopardy. I'll no longer simply play it safe but will play it cautiously. I won't proceed haphazardly or impulsively, risking not giving myself time and opportunity to process, analyze, predict, evaluate, and modify actions and circumstances. By being cautious while taking reasonable chances, I'll give me my best shot at being the me I want to be. I resolved to take the advice of Dag Hammarskjöld to heart. He told us to never look down to test the ground before taking your next step. Only he who keeps his eye fixed on the far horizon will find the right road. I'm going to put most of my time and energy on staying on the right road, on reaching my goals. I'll be spending less time and energy worrying about unlikely contingencies and maintaining the status quo. That means less time worrying about things getting worse and more on the possibility of things getting better. My new strategy will lock my focus on the here and now. I'll minimize my obsessing over static or irrelevant data, thus enabling me to focus my time and energy nearly exclusively on goal-centered data, on people and things that really can help me get to my far horizon. I resolve to make decisions and take action thoughtfully but more quickly. I'll stop putting off decisions or actions, avoiding or deferring doing what needs done, and stop hesitating or proceeding so reluctantly. My actions and reactions won't be impulsive or ill-considered but they will be more decisive and timely. I'll be able to do this because I will be working on better tuning into and trusting my judgment and insight. I'll be getting much better at reminding myself that trusting me is a reliable path to my success. I resolve to recon it every day to never shirking or avoiding difficult people, challenging tasks or unwelcomed responsibilities. 
That means I'll do everything I've agreed to do or am responsible for doing to the best of my ability. My guiding principle here will always be this. All of my internal systems and processes will remain on high alert and active. I'm much sharper and better able to perceive and manage things when I'm giving everything I do my best effort. And to paraphrase the poker players, for me, best effort is but table stakes and the game of life. I resolve to be even more accepting of and tolerant with people with differing personalities, traits and characteristics, personal styles, individual values and beliefs, and further idiosyncrasies. I will also work at better managing fluctuations in people's moods, points of view, and interests. I resolve that especially with friends, co-workers and family, I will always assume that they will succeed, assume that they will do things correctly, assume that they will give everything they do their best effort. I'm surprised when other people make mistakes, give things less than their best effort, don't succeed. Since I expect success, I'll take on some degree of personal responsibility for mistakes of others, lackluster effort, non-success. My first take on the situation is that I haven't been smart enough or skilled enough to effectuate the right outcome. For that reason, I'll work with the person to identify the deficiencies. When possible, I'll modify my performance so that I can facilitate the other person's success. I resolve to try harder to accept people as is. My goal isn't to change anyone. Rather, I'll make the effort to focus on encouraging and facilitating in ways that enable each person to achieve optimal performance within the context of their skills, abilities, and interests. Concurrently, I expect people to expand and improve their capacities and am ready to help with the process however I can. I don't expect people to change but expect them to grow and develop. I resolve to do a better job with remembering to praise my children, friends and family when they do well. I'll take care not to praise too little but also will try to avoid making it seem like little more than a polite habit. I won't be stingy with praise nor be excessive with it. I'll be quick to recognize and acknowledge the successes and accomplishments of others that won't confuse praise with simple good manners. Please and thank you in noting that someone did a good job or was helpful or not examples of praise. They are rather, merely examples of good manners and are just part of my habitual deportment. Alternatively, praise is an intentional and thoughtful action which privately or publicly acknowledges and commends excellence. I reserve praise for exceptional or extraordinary performance, never missing an opportunity to praise when anyone meets that standard. I resolve to resist the temptation to either focus on what is not going well or on what is. It may be a function of human nature to attend mostly to the negative or to the positive, depending on one's personality, but I'll keep in mind that this is not a simple matter of choice or personal preference. The key to my success is seeing that neither focusing on the positive nor on the negative is advisable. Here's the perspective I'll always try to keep in mind. The reality is that things are continuously transitioning from a past state to a future state. My primary responsibility is to affect the transition so as to actualize the desired future state. To do this, the task is to reduce and eliminate the disparity between the present and future states without redefining or compromising the desired future state. My focus then needs to be on the cluster of elements that affect the future state either as contributors or as detractors, understanding that neither is more or less important than the other. Focus must be on the Gestalt. In short, I'll be keeping my eye on the big picture, 
on the way on down the road.